Welcome, folks. This is Geek Shock number 66. I am Master Torgo. Dr. Vlarg. Famous Paul. 80s Jeff. And we're here to talk Weekend Geek, but I uh, want to go to a little thing that, uh, that happened recently. There's going to be a future Ugly Couch show. I'm going to feature some books of the leisure variety. Uh, if you've seen the show before, uh, I have been a member of the Leisure Horror Book Club for years now, yes, where they has. send you two uh, of their paperbacks. They're the only mass market paperback company that has a horror group that they just two books a month and they go out well awesome. no more actually the company did a full restructure and leisure horror still exists but only in ebook form and they're also going to go to a trade paperback form so it's going to completely throw off what they're doing and apparently they haven't paid uh, a portion of their writers for Let's just say the checks have been pretty late in the mail, mm. which is a fairly bad sign. Not good. Fired the uh, horror editor and the romance editor, I guess, which is two huge parts of theirs. The horror editor, I know, is there for 10 years. Brian Keene, one of my favorite authors, uh, has jumped ship, has taken all the rights of his own books with them. So uh, he owns his rights for his books, so yay on him. But that means that the Brian Keene books that are out there are the only ones that are going to be there. That's and for a while, right? That's and that's forever. Ever? Well, he's going to... He's got the he, rights, can't he? He has the right. So he'll probably republish, but chances are it'll be through a small press outfit. So they're probably going to be more expensive, is my guess. Unless he sells to another mass market group, uh, Tor, Jove, uh, Zebra. I don't even know if Zebra still exists, to tell you the truth. Hmm. Does Tor do horror, or thought Tor just did fantasy? Uh, they delve every now and then. They'll touch onto it. But with a name like Brian Keene, who does have his own rabid fan base, if essentially if you print something of his, it will make money. Yeah. So, But he's also very much a champion of the small press, so chances are he'll be releasing through small press. Hmm. But uh, I'm still holding on to my horror membership to see what they do with it. Because they're they've kind of put it on hiatus until they figure out what they want to do. I thought you were going to cancel it like right away. I was. I went in there and set up to cancel it, and I once I read that they're trying to figure out they want to do something still with it. I'm gonna say okay, I'm gonna wait to see what they do. Because I want to cancel it and then say oh shit, I shouldn't have canceled it. They ended up being something pretty good. What if they end up switching to a uh, pre cooked meals shaped like ghost service? That depends on the quality <laughs> of the meal. To tell you the <laughs> truth. The- Okay. I mean, if they're sending me, uh, you know, pork cracklings, probably not. Okay. But if they're they're doing me a nice steak, not the Salisbury kind, but a decent uh, freeze dried steak. We've gone somewhere with this. That I don't what do they call? I the don't know where called, we just what? went with this. Uh, the the company's called Leisure Books under Dorchester Publishing. There you go, Leisure Dinners. There you go, Leisurely <laughs> Eat Your Dinner. It's Salisbury Steak Day, children. Relax and eat it. But also keep in mind if you want to. Get any leisure books at your local bookstore. Go quickly because bookstores, uh, Barnes and Noble, um, Borders, all the big chains are pulling them off the shelves. Not just the horror, but the westerns, the romances, the thrillers, because they they publish in every genre and sending them out and away. And once those uh, printed ones are sold, it'll never happen again. 
So yeah, use bookmark it, and that's about it from here on in. So so long, Leisure Books. You were great till you fucked it all up. So hopefully you'll be great again. But I'm not holding my breath, and apparently no other author is either. Mm-hmm. So mm. so I just wanted to pass that along. But how was your week, guys? Well, what geeky things did we do? What did you do? Week? Let's see. Well, I played D. No, I didn't play D and D. I played a lot of board games. Okay. I started playing um, Saints Row again. Well, that's always fun to revisit. That's such a good... Man, I can't wait for that third installment of that game. They're talking crazy. Yeah? Yeah. They're going to kind of throw the... It's got to be better than that Terra Patrick thing. Well, that's just it. Yeah, that That was so unbalanced. They're going to throw away all the, like, hip-hop-y gangster stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Just make it a lot more open-ended because it's all character creation stuff is what's fun about it. Yeah. That game's better than Grand Theft, actually, in a lot of ways. You know, in many ways it is. It's certainly more fun, quotes, fun. Yeah, Grand Theft's great, but that game, woo, fun. What else did you do, Barry? Geek-wise, I think that's about it. We played uh, Uno in your Star Wars machine again last night. Yeah. Hey, 1.2 million. Yeah. And uh, that's a good score. Yeah, uh, Barry, uh, Barry was rocking it pretty good last night. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't hang. You yeah. better. All you have to do is get a Star Wars machine in your house. You'll be good. I think that's like permanent geek cred once that's happened. So permanent, you're yes. good. There's, there's no one else can challenge it's you. It's like his geek card got laminated. Yeah, with gold. Gold flex. And 400 pounds of like plywood and 80s <laughs> freaking <laughs> electronics that are begging to, to die on me. Well, Paul, I know you've been busy. What were you up to? I did the Super Yum Yum 2 reunion show. How'd that go? Oh, well. So glad. Uh, so sorry I missed that. 50 people show up uh, at the Erotic Heritage Museum. It's a crazy town. Um, but it was fun. Uh, we had a workshop there in the afternoon that went really well also. Uh, we had like 12 folks come out for that. And uh, yeah, i just been busy with improv all week. And um, I also uh, passed on the uh, solicitor information for uh, Mike Sachs' new book. Nice. Um, the, uh, what is it called? Sex. Sex. Our Bodies, Our, our Bodies, junk. Our Junk. That's right. Sex, Our Bodies, Our Junk. So I uh, I passed that information on to the proprietors of the Erotic Heritage Museum. Oh, yeah. Because I thought that would be a great place for them to have a few copies. Who decided so, that would be a good venue for you guys? Uh, it is uh, the Insurgo Theater Company, headed by... Uh, that makes one, sense to uh, me. John there Bean. we go. John Bean heads the Insurgo crew and uh and I they're great him, i told him yeah i told him the next time that uh the yums got together i'd throw some action his way so he helped set that up and he was there for our workshop and everything too john's a great guy and uh yeah i got to watch salome uh before nice. our show so yeah they're, they're 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 working hard man they're keeping some art going on in vegas no, and, and it's and not fucking easy no that's and sergo is when i was part of the professional theater movement here in las vegas it was all very dry very milk toast very very classic stuff, you know, sound of music, you know, there was very little adventure. And they, they tried a little bit here there, but it was never a big seller, but nothing as uh, courageous as what Insurgo does. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's just your art. You got to be willing to just jump off the building, man. You're not always going to fly, but they push it. And uh, I'm very, uh, very happy to, to be in that circle somewhat. Yeah. They're so really cool. you're, about 50 people was all that showed up? Yeah. It was, uh, well... Just, just not advertised well or something? Because uh, I, mean, I know I you usually bring in, like, three times that. There were probably 70 people there. Um, okay. But, uh, but, yeah, like, 50 tickets sold. We had some other people already there and stuff. But, uh, 
It was still a good turnout. It was still a good turnout for the venue. Were there penises everywhere? There were. There were penises everywhere. It's hard to get into that place. The parking lot's real small, and I think people probably either got lost or just turned away after they realized there was no parking space for that. I don't that know. Does make it, it, rough, it is so. on a corner, and it does not look very... I mean, And it's right in the center of Whoretown, so it's not the easiest thing, uh, safest thing, but uh, it's still fun. And, uh, yeah. I mean, well, where else are you going to put it in Roddick Heritage Museum? Well, yeah. So, yeah true. I'm but sorry I missed it. It's the, the, the only cool. show, the only Super Yum Yum show I've ever missed. The facility's cool, but uh, you know, it's just a little tricky to get into and around. Well, I take that back. That one you guys did in New York, I didn't oh, yes. see, except on video. But that's but, all. Yeah. Anything was, geeky you did, sir? No, not really. No. What you do? It, the week slacking. is early. It's it's still early in the week. I mean, apart from you know getting totally schooled by Barry on his Star Wars machine, I, you know, scoliosis. Uh, yeah. No, just dental work done. What did so. you do, Torgo? Yeah. What did I do? I learned about the history of Rome. About what? <laughs> what? I'm about. Did you watch Rome? About twelve. No, I, although I'm, that's still on the slate. Have you not about watched t- Rome? I'm, I'm about twelve hours in a sixteen-hour history of rise and fall of Rome documentary. Ooh, that's cool. Guess. So that that was monster. Uh, reviewed a few things for the Ugly Couch show. Some things that'll make it. Some things that won't. Well, don't want to talk about that here. That's for the show. So I'm not gonna. Bring those well, up. I guess technically I did watch both The Running Man and uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. No, that's just geeky. Couple of days, that works. So. I can't watch Temple of Doom. God. Oh, there's nothing wrong with it's Temple of Doom. It's just so gross. No man. time for love, Dr. Jones. <laughs> no, Temple of fine. Doom is gross. I mean, it's just gross for gross's sake. And I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, those are not bugs. to appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. And the snakes coming out of the bigger snake. Snake surprise. Alright, well, Barry don't give a shit about grossness. No. So let's go on the news you don't give a shit about. Boom, boom, boom. Eyeball soup. Chill the monkey bread. Alright. Alright. That All was right. the dumbest scene. Alima! Shotty day! Alright. I pulled Barry's heart out right now for those at home. Monkey brain. And it's still beating Chill in my hand. Chill monkey brain. That'd be a funny band name. Chill monkey brain. Chill monkey brains. Chill monkey brains. <laughs> Chill monkey brains. <laughs> all the eyeball dishes. soup. Chill monkey brains is eyeball soup, snake surprise. Mm-hmm. What else and, was it? Uh, I think that was it. I there was the Beatles. Was yeah, I was going to say, yeah. something with the bugs. Oh, yeah, those little really Beatles. Scrape the that. Beatles. This is a newspaper article from Atwater City. All right. Atwater, California. Okay. From the Merced Sun Star, which is the Merced City paper. Okay. Front page, according to the comments, this ran. Headline, Atwater City Councilman's Online Alter Ego, A Violent One, by Mike North. Atwater. Councilman Nelson Crabb's association with gore and violence has spread into the virtual world of violent online gaming. The activity has raised little concern with city officials. Crabb, a retired police officer, is known for carrying a concealed firearm and once sent photos of dead and dying men gunned down by an off-duty officer to city officials. On July 30th, Loose Lips column ran that in the Sun Star exposed Crab's activity on the social networking website Facebook. His gaming has continued since then. In the game Mafia Wars, no. Crab no. Oh, no. has had many titles. He's a quote cold-blooded killer and a quote street thug and a quote master burglar and a quote robber in the game. 
crab also partakes in icing people, and as of June 23rd, his body count is up to 1,159, according to posts on his Facebook wall. The posts on Crab's Facebook wall don't show you blood and gore, but some descriptions of the game's activity are graphic. Quote, Nelson helped Michael dispose of a body and wants you to help too, according to an April 17th post on Crab's Facebook wall. Are you kidding me? Other posts even relate to city business. Quote, Nelson is working hard to finish the shakedown of a city council member job and is in need of a whole lot of sets of illegal transaction records from his mafia, according to a July 2nd post. Some posts even refer to blackmail. Nelson is working hard to like finish. O.J. Simpson is finishing <laughs> to. Nelson is working hard to finish the blackmail of the district attorney job and is in need of a whole lot of sets of blackmail photos from his mafia, according to a post from Tuesday. Crab didn't return calls to the Sun Star. That's hilarious. That was a freaking real front page mm, news wow. story. Wow. Wow. A slander piece based on Mafia Wars. If he's that deep into Mafia Wars, he's probably playing Farmville too. Why don't they expose the seedy no, because life as a farmer he's living? Because the part that I left out at Get the end seedy. was the fact that it said he had uh, has other options of playing more, less violent games like Farmville. But under his comments in his Facebook, he says, I hate Farmville. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, he's full of hate. Yeah. That's hate speech. Hate speech. <laughs> 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 so yeah. So yeah. All right. So so anybody out there, you got some kind of uh, geeky vice? It will be used against you in a newspaper somewhere in the world if you're going to go some kind of politician route. And maybe one day in a court of law. As one commander uh, wisely put out there, you could. So what happens to the people who like the Godfather movie? I, that quote unquote journalist needs to be Shot. stripped stripped of oh, good good Barry. That's that's, <laughs> that's that's putting our point where we need, uh, <laughs> need to be stripped of their credentials. Oh, stripping of them of their credentials just makes them louder. Sometimes some people just have to go away forever. All right, Mafia Kingpin Barry Rob. <laughs> what? Mafia, what? Mafia Kingpin Barry Rob is I don't play mafia needs, wars. needs help with with bullets for his gun Hilarious. from his mafia. I play a little bit jeweled. That's about it. <laughs> Barry Rob stealing jewels in the middle of the no 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 news you don't give a shit about. Snoop Dogg vows to fight cybercrime with rap contest. Huh? Word. Hack is whack is a Norton sponsored. Ah! What? <laughs> Tobacco is wacko of your team. Remember that? Yeah, tobacco is wacko. Oh, Michael Jackson is jacko. <laughs> your mom's on cracko. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I need to run a backo <laughs> <laughs> to put in a oh. below ground pool. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? That's what I needed a backhoe for for my below ground pool. Oh God! <laughs> okay, move on. Anyway, you're saying about the back. <laughs> moving he's on. One of the surreal rappers out there. Don't have to rhyme. You don't have to rhyme. Well, I thought it was rhyming up to that point. Up to that point. Now, now, yeah. now, now you're just making it a poetry jam. All right, which is better? But Hack is Whack is a Norton-sponsored, Snoop Dogg-approved competition. Wherein contestants submit a quote anti cybercrime rap video two minutes in length or shorter. Entries can uh, rap about topics including hacking, identity theft, computer viruses, and why it's important to protect yourself from online crime. And the winner gets tickets to a Snoop Dogg concert, 
round tip air, trip airfare for two to L.A., lots of FaceTime with Snoop's management, and a Norton-packed Toshiba laptop. Ugh. All right, Barry, throw down a fat beat for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jam on this. All right, here we go. Here's my entry. What the fuck about the fat? Here we go. Here we go. Oh, oh. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it up. Boop. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's right. Y'all, y'all know the hack is whack. Cybercrime, it ain't no fun. It's worse than having a big loaded gun, walking in the bank and robbing their face. You should do it in cyberspace. Be careful about what you do. Online is like you're doing it to me and you. Everybody has a right to be safe, but cybercrime is a big fat waste of time and money, resources and power. You need to stop. Every minute, every hour, people downloading shit that ain't really theirs. You think you got it bad? Here's the scares. Viruses, bad things getting in your thing. Malware, a bunch of shit, ripping up your ding. You're going to never download on your porn because that's all full of hate and scorn. Stay away from cybercrime, biatch. Wiki, wiki, wick. We just lost all our audio. <laughs> all our audience. That's, that's free They're form. They're all gone. That's free form. That's free form right there. Where's yeah. DJ Skills? Wiki, wiki, wiki. Next to oh, the Burger yeah. King Kids Club. <laughs> <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. 2008's Journey to the Center of the Earth was one of the first to fuel the building 3D firestorm and and went on to pull $241.9 million to its $60 million budget. Since then, a sequel, now titled Journey to the Mysterious Island, is in full swing. What's this? This is the sequel to Journey to the Center of the Earth, starring Brendan Fraser. Island? Yes, but Fraser apparently couldn't, could return due to scheduling conflicts, so New Line Cinema has gone out and signed Dwayne Johnson. The Mysterious oh, Island will be directed uh. by Brad Payton, who has previously helmed Cats and Dogs 2, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. The original movie was directed by Eric Breivik, who is currently in post-production on Yogi Bear and was nominated for a couple of special effects Oscars. God damn. The sequel is said to be loosely based on Jules, Jules Verne's classic The Mysterious Island and will also be filmed in 3D. No exact release, release date is known, but production is planned for October with... A 2011, early 2012 release likely. It's also loosely based on a shit I had. (laughs) (laughs) The mysterious duty. The mysterious island in the toilet. If the log rolls over, we will all drown. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it for the shit news. Although if, if, because the... uh, uh, just, just go ahead and just submit. It's it's weekend geek time, so uh, weekend geek. Yeah, weekend geek. But Hooray. the first two are iffy. I didn't know whether to put them in weaker weekend geek or the shit news. All, all right. right. Some okay. people might care, and we some people are it. not going to care well, at all. Let's find this out. The universe are involved. This is I there's care. some split shit going on here. So first, hey, remember Devil? Who? Yeah. The trailer that ran when you went to see Inception and the whole theater laughed when the words from the mind of M. Night Shyamalan (laughs) flashed on the screen, right? Well, it turns out it's part of a three-part series of horror films, quote, from the mind of M. Night Shyamalan. And the third one is what would have been the sequel to Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Oh, shit. The full title of Devil is the more slightly unwieldy The Night Chronicles, Devil. The Night Chronicles is a deal that Shea Milan made with Media Rights Capital to put out one horror movie a year for three years based on his original ideas, with others doing the screenwriting and directing. 
And according to Shay Milan, I cannibalized the idea for the sequel to Unbreakable for one of the Night Chronicles. It was such a cool idea for a villain, and it was actually originally in the script for Unbreakable, but it was too much. There were too many villains. So I pulled the villain out and was like, I'll make this the second flick. I'll just say it. The third Night Chronicles movie is what would have been the sequel to Unbreakable. Hmm. So now I need to come up with a new idea. So we'll be uh, watching development what of about this the third. Se- so is the sequel, is the second Night Chronicle? Uh, there's going to be three Night Chronicles. Devil's the first one. Yeah. The second one is yet unnamed. And the third one is the idea that he had for, that was originally in Unbreakable that he pulled away because it was too much. Okay. As long as someone else is doing the screenwriting and directing. That's what sold me. That's why it's not in the shit news. Because it's like, okay, someone else is writing it, someone else is directing it. He just has the story idea, which in itself is probably all right. Yeah. Okay. So, Who knows? So, yeah. So, it's up in the air. I didn't know where to put it. Well, Unbreakable but, was one of my favorites. Exactly. It was a, that was one of the good movies back bef- when he was uh, not doing things horribly. Yeah. But he's not doing them now. <laughs> the so. last airbender. <laughs> and also, this news makes me actually now want to see Devil. Hmm. Because that's coming up real soon. And yeah, it, it looked, looked interesting. Good until I saw the words M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, yeah. But you heard it. We all heard it. The, the movie theater fell apart when they yeah. had Oh, big groan. Yeah, and, that was all of us. He really. threw away everything. He had such... Man, whatever. Well, I guess he didn't throw away anything. He got billions of dollars. He don't care. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's doing fine. Yeah. And he seems to have a good, good humor about the whole yeah. thing, too. He's wiping so. his ass with $100 bills. So, Watch him cry about what you think. Do you think with M. Night Shyamalan, it's just that you start off with your best two films, and then you have nowhere to go from there? Well, it Cough, could, Lucas. Cough. Well, yeah. it, it could well, be a yeah. lot like... Uh, when a new band burst on the scene with their first album that really just smokes everybody away, right? They that is their the music that they've been working all the time. All the time is a coming up band. Those sure. are the songs they've been going out touring with, and Thunder then they're there Roses. to write a second album with new songs. And so the height is there, but they kind of blew all their big wad on the first album. Yeah. So that's why the sophomore efforts tend to slump. Right. So maybe it's along the same lines. I think uh, also this is something that the red letter media brings up, which is really interesting. It's you know it's it's art through adversity. He doesn't have any challenges now. He can do whatever he wants. And sometimes, That's true. And sometimes when you can make any decision you want, you're not forced to make the interesting creative decision for budgetary yeah. or uh, film or time constraints. When you have everything handed to you, then you don't have any reason to, you know. And you make the last Airbender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We just did have an Anime Vegas in town, and I I, uh, I work in a local restaurant, and we had a large group of Anime Vegas come in, and I, I, I tried to get the server to ask them a question for me. I didn't go up there, and I should have on my own, but I just wanted to go up and ask them all at one time. So, what did everybody think of The Last Airbender? Because I really want that just that loud. Like, yeah, the, I just want the riot to start. Well, you know, Airbender's not even technically anime per se because it's an American-made, but whatever, right? I mean, sort of, but yeah, but yeah, it's a, definitely a cartoon, and yeah, it made uh, people everybody, mad. Everybody hates the mean movie, man. Apparently, everyone hates the movie, <laughs> even the robot in jail. Huh? <laughs> what? I am the robot in jail. It doesn't sound as cool as you think it does. Oh, talking into that bottle, I'm the robot in jail. <laughs> I'm not in a bottle. I'm in a jail. 
How'd you get in jail, robot in jail? I broke the Next he's gonna start robot. doing the Stephen Hawking voice again. No! I'm just a robot in jail. So what happens when you get out of jail? One of, the, one of the robot rules is to always tell people the correct time if they ask you. Hey, what time is it? It's 11. That's all I ever say to people. <laughs> That's what got me in robot jail. Oh no. Oh no. This is the worst character I've ever heard on this show. <laughs> just wait. I'm, really just, I'm here all night. I'm here all night. Worse robot than X13? Robot in jail. No. No, actually. Not not worse than X13. The next one is, is another one that I didn't know where to put it. Okay. But right. it's news. Sure. Kind of big news. Okay. Duke Nukem Forever will finally find its way to the yeah. PlayStation 3, Xbox I'll believe it when I see it. And PC oh, in 2011. It's, it's happening. Vaporware. No, it's happening. It's, it was at PAX, dude. Pull the, the other one. The game now being developed by Gearbox Software, who made yeah. Borderlands, right. and published by 2K Games, was playable at booth number 3417 at this year's Penny Arcade Expo. See, that's a lie. There was no booth 3417. Christopher Hartman, the president of 2K, <laughs> said, After a hiatus from the video game world, Duke Nukem is back and better than ever. The return of the king of the glory days of shooters will satisfy our patient diehard fans, as well as a new generation of bubblegum chewing, flat tops, and shades wearing badasses. Make no mistake about it, Duke Nukem Forever is a testament to an era where shooters were bodacious and fun. Audacious. I will believe it when I can pre-order it. Yeah, that's the kind of the consensus of the internet. However, there is a playable build out there. It's going to happen. <laughs> I, I got it on good authority from my cellmate. Who's your cellmate? He's the toaster in jail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. It's a, this is I am in a jail for electronics. All right, and household what, devices. What the toaster do to get in there? He. When they set to the, you know, the setting on the toaster to make the toast a certain level of dark or not, he doesn't do what they ask. People either get burnt toast or not toasty enough, and he kind of laughs when it happens. And that's a jailable offense. Well, it is in combination with my offense. He's in here because of me, too. He said he did his toast, and the lady says, I put this toast in here for 11 minutes. What time is it? And I said, 11. And it was a total lie. Robot uh. in jail. <laughs> Please move on. The Sandman. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're so happy. That's what got you? You <laughs> fucking stupid ass robot in jail, really? That shit's done. Sandman, tell me about the Sandman before Giggly Smurf over here giggles himself into a epileptic fit. The Neil Gaiman penned comic book series considered a seminal work in the medium, is in the early stages of being developed into a television series. Ooh. Warner Brothers TV is in the midst of acquiring television rights from the sister company, DC Entertainment, and it talks with several writer-producers about adapting the 1990s comic. At the top of the list is Eric Kripke, the uh, creator of CW's horror tin Supernatural. Huh. Kripke has managed to create and sustain Supernatural, which week in and week out deals with fantasy, mythological, and horror elements. He's also displayed a certain amount of creative integrity when he stuck to his guns by not returning as showrunner when the network renewed the series for a sixth season after he completed his planned five-season storyline. Sandman, if you're not familiar, told the tale of Morpheus, the lord of the dreaming, a deity who personifies dream. The book began in the horror realm, but quickly made its mark in fantasy and mythology as Gaiman introduced the Endless, a group of powerful brothers and sisters named Destiny, Death, Destruction, Despair, Desire, and Delirium, as well as Dream. However, at this point, 
Neil Gaiman is not attached to the project. Huh. My guess is until he is attached, it's probably not going to go too far. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Fans won't support it unless Gaiman. But the thing is, he doesn't own it. DC does. True. And they're they're looking to sell the rights. Right. Because they're kind of sell happy right now. Sandman's good, but realize it's also, it's, it's Neil, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's, uh, his name is attached baby. to it. He's, when I think of that, I think of him. Yeah. So, uh, why don't they just do like a mini thing, Death mini High Cost of Living, see how that goes, and then push the, uh, the Sandman stuff, because I gotta tell you, I'm hit and miss on the Sandman mythos. I'm a, it's pretty good. I've I've got the uh, the first two absolute editions, the big monster pieces, and I've read through them both and captivating all I the way through. The, my favorite thing in that universe is the Lucifer story. Well, Lucifer is also all a great offshoot. Ten, oh, eleven yeah. books of it. Yeah, offshoot, but it has the same books. kind of feel. Wow, big offshoot, spin off. Well, last week, Telltale Games released an inexplicable teaser trailer for an upcoming project calculated to create one specific response in the viewer. What the heck kind of game is going to have Tycho from Penny Arcade, Max from Sam and Max, Strong Bad, and the Heavy from Team Fortress 2 in it? Well, we have an answer. Poker! You bet. Poker Night at the Inventory is already available for pre-order from Telltale Games for 5 bucks, and is described as follows. Prepare for a different kind of poker night in a very different kind of club. A poker night in the inventory. You'll deal with Penny Arcade's clever, cunning Tycho, Team Fortress 2's hulking heavy, Homestar Runner's self-proclaimed awesome icon strong bad, and the hyperkinetic rabbity thing from Sam and Max. These characters come together in ways some never thought possible in a setting few would have predicted. You'll experience a new style of poker, particularly when hands don't go the way the other Fiery's competitors at the table want them to. Hey, hey, don't you want to know why else I'm in jail? You, that doesn't sound like anything. I'll tell you why, because of a bad joke. <laughs> Poker, I hardly knew her. Robot in jail, everybody. <laughs> He's a freaking jokey smurf. Robot in jail. Giggly smurf earlier. He's freaking jokey. <laughs> None of his jokes are funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting right. for the exploding gift. Beef. You want that? That, that no, comes I out don't. of my butt. That comes out of his butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he took it before I did. <laughs> butt joke! Oh, I'm looking forward to this game. And a treat comes out. A treat comes dancing out. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious just because Why I like not, the Barry? characters. It's poker, dude. But it's card game. It's going to be crazy. You know it's going to be poker with craziness. Uh, we'll it's going to be poker with Tycho in it. So, <laughs> That's what it comes down to. It'll be Las Vegas. Jury's out to like Liquor in demo. front, poker in the rear. hey Oh, the classics. That'll land yeah. your robot in jail. <laughs> the Federal Communications Commission has denied a plan which would have brought free wireless broadband to the entire nation. What? I like it. You like that you they like denied it? it? Free wireless? Yeah, but they killed no, it. They killed it. That's bullshit. Four years after a company named M2Z Networks proposed a plan to bring free wireless broadband access to the entire nation, the FCC shot it down. Considering the FCC spent about four years sprucing the plan up to their standards, people are wondering exactly why they'd go through all that trouble, then kill it. Some speculate that the plan directly conflicts with FCC's own national broadband plan, while others assume that M2Z's plan would make wireless providers very unhappy. According to Ars Technica, 
We gave careful and thorough consideration to the proposal, but ultimately determined that this was not the best policy outcome, Ruth Milkman, chief of the FCC's Wireless Bureau, told. They give you a why? They, we remain vigilant in our efforts to facilitate the universal deployment and, adapt- and adoption of broadband, especially through the much-needed reform to the United Service Fund. So, yes, shit. all set to go and no free... No. Horrible. Yeah. So, Bullshit. So means we, we got to... I need free Wi-Fi. Keep paying for nothing? Got to catch up to Belgium. Keep paying for nothing is what we're doing. Bar farts. Ron, Battlestar Galactica more, okay. is creating a new sci-fi pilot for NBC. Uh, the show Deadline calls an adult Harry Potter set in a world ruled not by science but by magic. In Hollywood Speak, Deadline also says, I hear the drama got pilot and series penalties totaling close to $2 million. That's basically the same thing as saying NBC has promised to put a lot of money into the project, whether they actually make it or not. And therefore, they have $2 million incentive to actually make it. So if it doesn't get made, that they still are like in $2 million. These days. Uh, that's, that's a lot to pour into something that isn't a thing yet. So it's going to have no-name actors... Now, also keep in mind, Fox also spent a lot of money making Moore's virtuality pilot and then burned it off as a two-hour movie, so don't get too excited. But still, the show is, quote, one of the biggest commitments so far during the pitch season. That's exciting. Which is promising. And it is Ron Moore. I hope he has Barry McCreary doing his uh, music. I hope he has Starbuck doing doing her business. (laughs) I hope he has a robot in jail. What's this Uh, about a robot in jail? Are are you really encouraging it now? I'm, you know, I'm killing it you, in yeah. this way. In this way, I'm beating it to death so he does not. <laughs> Never happened, friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I robot think. in jail just doesn't care about the Ron Moore thing. Get get on to something. The topic that the robot in jail has. <laughs> There's only one topic the robot in jail should care about, which is getting, getting out of jail. Getting out of jail. <laughs> robot lawyer. <laughs> robot lawyer's here. <laughs> You're staying in jail. Because you can't afford a robot lawyer. <laughs> Commence self bail. Denied. Bail denied. AMC is apparently pretty confident about his new zombie series, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Should be. Because yeah, it it's great. already ordered a second season before anyone's even seen an episode. Excellent. Wow. And executive producer Frank Darabont has a lot of ideas about what he wants to do with that second season, according to comicbookmovie.com. Uh, quote, like, follow the story of the comic book, you dumb shit. Well, listen, he says, it would be great not just to get out of the heat, but to present a different idea to the audience visually and tonally about having it be winter. There's some really cool stuff that Kirkman did where they find one zombie that's frozen to the ground. I'd never seen that before, and that's really cool. Darabont's enthusiasm about the appearance of the comic's ninja sword-wielding character Michonne is apparent. Quote, Boy, she is a character I can't wait to get to. When she comes striding out of the wasteland like Clint Eastwood fucking spaghetti western character cross-melded with some samurai movie, it, like the baby car character with a fucking sword, there's just a little drift of snow in the air. I would love to put that on film. Awesome. The Walking Dead walked out of Comic-Con earlier this year with by far the best buzz of any new TV series. And everyone seems to like the recently released trailer. With a guaranteed second season, this has now become much-watched TV event of the year. 
It's uh, it's going to be premiering on Halloween. October 31st, you yeah. bet. Yeah. We saw the trailer at Comic-Con. It looked really good. Very good. Yeah, it looks awesome. I saw the trailer from Comic-Con the day it was released, too. Barry was drooling. <laughs> mm, I literally to see the trailer because I was in jail. <laughs> You're not getting out of jail. <laughs> God. With a new Mortal Kombat slated for release on the PlayStation Cereal. 3 and Xbox 360 in early 2011, right. a previously unconfirmed collection containing HD remakes of three installments in the Legendary Fighting series has been revealed to retailers. Nice. The collection, which is known as the Mortal Kombat HD Collection, with a K, will contain remakes of the original Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, and Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 and is set for release later this year on November 19th. And rather just than just uh, brushing up the graphics, Warner Brothers Interactive has apparently invested in full remakes of the titles. All the moves contained in the games have been reshot with new actors captured with HD cameras. Additionally, the collection will also include a demo for the upcoming ninth installments of the series, which will simply be known as Mortal Kombat. At this time, Mortal Kombat HD Collection has only been confirmed for release on PlayStation 3, the game is listed as a suggested retail price of thirty nine ninety nine. I will I will possess that as I, I possess all things Mortal Kombat. I love Mortal Kombat. I never liked Mortal Kombat because the play control was a little wonky, and you need to know so many damn different combos. It wasn't easy like Street Fighter Two was. But that being said, it's still one of my favorite of the series, of, of fighting series in general. Something I, about I played it, the I hell out of three. It Maybe it's the actual actors doing the stuff. That might be it. I, I was kind of like that, and I, I liked that they had the little hidden—not just the fatalities, yeah. but they hid like the babalities, the animalities, it's and the so, strangeness that was in it's there. It's so goofy. It's just Ed Boon is a funny dude, and it's a funny thing. He was the voice of Rudy in Funhouse, for God's sakes. He's funny, <laughs> you big sausage. Funhouse. Okay. <laughs> you remember Funhouse? Funhouse. That's his. Fu- <laughs> That's Ed Boone. Apparently he does remember yes. Funhouse. That's Ed Boone. One of his first jobs at, at Midway. That's wow. brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's, talk, it's a talking Funhouse character. Yep. Well, Mark Miller, the creator of uh, Kick-Ass, Nemesis, Old Man Logan, and Civil War, has posted an interesting auction on eBay for his next creation, Superior. In this auction, Millar has uh, left it to fans and do-gooders alike to name the title character's secret identity, all in the name of charity. In the past, Miller has had held audition, uh, auctions for roles in Kick-Ass and Nemesis on behalf of special needs units in a school where his brother, Dr. Bobby Miller, has tirelessly raised money for many handicapped children, and the Superior Auction is no exception. So, go on to eBay, and your name, if you want it to be your name or something else, you get to name the character's alter ego. Nicoderm stops smoking. Exactly. There he is. And on top of that, keep in mind that Miller's got a penchant for getting his stuff on film, so that name will probably also translate to a film should that happen, when that happens. I already suggested my recommendation, Dick Box of Dicks. I sent in $5 from jail. Dick Box of Dicks. That's Dick Box of Dicks. That's your... His last name is Box of Dicks. Yeah, I got that. It's... Oh. That, that robot. That name is taken. <laughs> You're being sued. Again. Who took the name? Robot that took the name. 
So you got Robot in Jail, Robot Lawyer, and Robot That Took the Name. It's a small universe. It's a very, it's a very specific, dig specific universe. No, Robot That Shall Now Be Known As Dick Bockets, Dick Bockets. Because otherwise you're just talking about a dick box of dicks. And who the hell wants that? No one's going to invite dick box of dicks to their wedding. That would be a great uh, invitation, though. We invite dick box of dicks. <laughs> what about what guests. about if there was a lady named Mary Chester Wieners, and she, why wouldn't she invite dick box of dicks? <laughs> well, she'd be sitting at the uh, at the misfit names table along <laughs> with. Uh, what if she, next what if she actually got married to dick box of dicks? So she'd be she'd Miss be Chester Wieners box of dicks. <laughs> 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 Can we move on, please? On August 26th... <laughs> what is that name again? Chester Wiener's Box of Dick. <laughs> I almost can't go into the next one. I, I think I have to come back to it. <laughs> go on, go on. In, in order, you know, but the thing is, if I do the one after that, it's just going to continue this. this no, is there, keep, is it? just okay. keep going. Okay. All right, just go. go. Come back. So, 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 okay, you know what, just... just a, a moment of reverence. Okay. All right. All right. Because right, this yeah. is this is a little dark. Sure. It's a little dark. Okay. On August 26th, Robert Schimmel. Oh, this yes. is it was, was in a sad. serious car accident in Arizona. His 19-year-old daughter was driving the vehicle with Schimmel in the passenger seat and his 11-year-old son in the back seat. His daughter quickly swerved to avoid a collision, and the vehicle ended up rolling over the side of the freeway. His daughter was listed in stable condition, and Schimmel's son was released from the hospital unharmed. Schimmel, sadly, was listed in very serious condition at first and ultimately died as a result of his injuries. Schimmel was one of the most respected and controversial stand-up comedians working today, releasing numerous albums and making many appearances on HBO and The Howard Stern Show. The comedian also dabbled in writing and acting. So, yeah. Uh, it's super sad. I mean, he survived cancer and... Um, the death of his, uh, yeah. 11, his other 11-year-old yeah. son at the time. And, uh, well, I mean, he had two life-threatening things. He yeah. had a heart attack... And that he recovered from, only to find out that he had cancer. Right. Came back from that. Yeah, and he had then, some rough, some rough. And life. then just you know, in a freak accident, you know, dying in a car accident. But he always, he always shouldered through. He always yeah. kept. Uh, I mean, positive attitude. Yeah, real too. positive attitude. Life happens. You just live your life as best you can. Yeah. So, uh, heart goes out to him. Yeah. yeah. His poor daughter. She's gonna have to live with that. You know. Yeah. I mean, nothing that she could have done either. You know, you swerved to avoid a car accident that was on the freeway. Yeah. And, and, you know, create another accident. Certainly. You know. And uh, they were very close, too, from what he said in his comedy. Oh, yeah. He, uh, him and his daughter. Well, he married his daughter's best friend. <laughs> That's awesome. After he got divorced from his wife, he married his daughter's best yeah, friend. His... <laughs> awesome. that, that was a weird... Name, That's but... awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's brilliant. That's pretty crazy. See, he's a great guy. He's trying to lose him. So, to levy it back up... Bar 2D2. Bar 2D2? Huh? The droid, this is a real thing. The droid has a 15 beer capacity that proudly displayed around the neon lit carousel and features a beer elevator that pushes the bottles up to the top for consumption. Just above that is the hard liquor mixing stack, a six bottle shot station that can serve about 100 drinks without stopping to refill the booze. Wow. Using lazy drinker software, Bartu can mix about 5,000 drink combinations on demand with access from a laptop computer and soon an iPhone, according to Jamie Price, its inventor. 
And of course, there's a remote-controlled ice and garnish and juice drawer to make your alcoholic beverages serve exactly like they are for boring humans behind a counter. Bar 2D2 is powered by a 12-volt, 35-amp, hour-sealed lead-acid battery. What's that again? Yeah, an hour-sealed lead-acid battery. This is basically enough to juice to get you and a group of friends uh, social for nearly an entire day while still making the familiar droid noises from the movies. I take it he's shaped like an R2-D2. It's it's very awesome looking, actually. Anyone that's uh, currently attending Dragon Con has a chance to meet Bar2-D2 and find out more how he was built straight from Price himself. Or you can visit his ultra-detailed website if you want to try building your own. I've never been that good with electronics. Kind of like those uh, new McDonald's uh, drink dispensers. Seen that? No, uh, I haven't. It's very automated now. It's got like yeah. a really like nine season. years ago. Darren and I went to the bar and nightclub <clears throat> convention, and they had the robo tender there. That you know, literally, it's a, you know a robot that pours drinks. You you walk up, you punch in your order on the touch screen. You know, like rum and coke. You know, Jack and Coke, whatever. Mixes it right there for you. Does it grab the bottles or something? Yeah, or it's, it's it? a little. It little. It looks like a robot, and he looks okay. like he's wearing a tux. But and you know, he reaches over, grabs the cup, moves it over. You know, doesn't pick up bottles. Unfortunately, it's, it has a dispenser, like it built into its hand. That right. It, it would put whatever the, you know, the alcohol was, and then it would move it over to whatever the mixer was. But okay. and then it would set it down on a tray that slid out to you. Well, this one is <clears throat> is very cylindrical, like our like a very tall R two D two. Actually, okay. I'm equated more to the Star Wars medical droid. Okay, uh, all right, two one B. The the big oh, cylindrical, the cylindrical one. one. Yeah, what was that called? So everything around it. So you just kind of tell you what yeah. it wants. It all kind of happens internally. Out comes your drink. Mm. Okay. Well, that's not fun. It needs to have a face. It oh, it kind of does. Light your no, no, it has face ish. I used to do that for summer work. This is what I was waiting for. But then uh, I. That's why I'm in jail. <laughs> Some of my best friends, bartenders. Was, well, I, I had that old I'm setup. So One of my fingers put stuff out into the drinks, but I made it so that that finger put farts in the drinks, and I got arrested. <sighs> I, I dated a robot bartender. She was a whore. I was a fart tender that summer. <laughs> I'm suing you. I'm a robot in jail. <laughs> robot lawyer. <laughs> You can count on Gears of War fans when it comes to buying virtual goods in the name of doing good. You want proof? Epic Games charity campaign tied to Gears of War, Gears of War 3 just raised over $150,000 for charity. Microsoft Games Studios and Epic revealed at PAX 2010 that the Fate of Carmine campaign, which also determined the in-game fate of the Game of War, uh, Game of War Gears of War 3 new recruit, raked in an impressive sum since July. Hmm. The proceeds from virtual sales of Save Carmine and Carmine Must Die Avatar t-shirts will go to Penny Arcade's Child Play Charity Organization. Epic Games' Cliff Blazinski and Rod Ferguson shared the good news, but kept Carmine's fate spoiler-free. Oh, I hope good. he dies. So, you hope he dies? He's died in the other two. I guess, you know, rule of threes, he should live this time. But I don't whatever. know the story. I, I, I thought it was mediocre, Gears of War. I didn't, I didn't get into it. It was fun. fun I game, enjoyed man. it. Yeah, the multiplayer part that made it huge. And again, I'm not big on the multiplayer. Game. But even the Horde single player was kind of fun, even though the writing was whacked. Horde mode stuff. Yeah, the wide writing was so much more like ten shitloads. <laughs> how, many, how many times have we said that line on the show? Not enough. A shitload of times. <laughs> more like more ten, like ten shit tons. <laughs> Probably more like ten shitloads. 
I'm a robot in jail. <laughs> That's copyrighted. You know, that doesn't sound like anything from over here. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. sounds like you talking into the microphone. It doesn't sound like anything here. It's it's his voice with a monotone That's with, with, with a You're hint. You're going to jail. What a he doesn't hint. get is the echo is only going back yeah. to him. A slander. hint of bottle. A hint of bottle. <laughs> well, that's what it is. He's just a robot in jail. It's not <laughs> How do you think he's going to sound? He's going to sound like a robot. No, but the sound that you're hearing by speaking into that bottle, we don't hear, is what I'm saying. All right, well, I have to fix it. It's not It's not perfected yet. Next time. Perfect. Great. He, he only sounds Great. like a There's robot a talking now. into Thanks. a bottle because his vocoder is all messed up. I'll, I'll find my old uh, Transformers uh, no, robot. Awesome. No, you won't. You will keep <laughs> the, that the little thing that you put on the front of your big wheels? No, you just put it. It has a little tube. You touch it against your tongue. You push the button, and you just... Move Talk. your mouth like you're talking. Holy shit! It's like the it's like the people that have had their voice box removed because oh, of cancer or whatever. Crazy! It you, makes you talk like this. Jeff, this is not what you should be telling this man <laughs> at all. Oh, that needs we both to keep a get secret. The... Oh, we gotta find God. these. It's in storage, robot probably. In so jail, there's no chance of it ever finding jail. its way to daylight. Robot lawyer. Uh, <laughs> but we'll somehow find its way to him that it exists. <laughs> I want to go find one on the internet. And buy it. <laughs> Quick, to the internet! Da, 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 da. NASA tweet today. Mm-hmm. Quote, Asteroids passing Earth near moon tomorrow morning, no worries. Unquote. Okay. <laughs> this, this tweet happened today. Here's the official announcement from NASA. The Catalina Sky Survey near Tucson, Arizona, discovered both objects on Sunday, September 5th. The Minor Planet Center at Cambridge, Massachusetts, reviewed the observations and determined the preliminary orbits. The center's personal personnel concluded both objects will pass within the distance of the moon to Earth, approximately 240,000 miles. The asteroid should be visible with moderate-sized amateur telescopes. Neither asteroid will hit Earth. Asteroid uh, RX-30 is estimated to be approximately 32 to 60 foot, 65 feet in size and will pass approximately 154,000 miles of Earth. At uh, 5.51 Eastern Daylight Time Wednesday. That's crazy. The second one will be within 49,000 miles of Earth. Good God. At 5.10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's a little close. (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. This infinite size of space. (laughs) Shit hitting us? That's like somebody blowing on your nuts. (laughs) It is not that that far away. It's really... So it yeah, not that far away. How often does this happen? How often do we have these close Probably calls? Probably more often than we want to know. Oh man! So wait a second. Five five p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. What is day? the second one tomorrow? Okay, and uh, that's tomorrow afternoon, and then five fifty one a.m. So that's literally an hour and a half away from when we're recording this podcast. Well, I just saw... Why aren't my tax dollars going toward lasers in the sky? I just saw a uh, shooting star a couple of nights ago. It was huge. Bigger than I've ever seen. Oh, huh. really? Yeah. I, I mean, like, like big old ass meteor breaking up in Earth's atmosphere. Wow. You know, maybe that was a, uh, a chaser from one of these. I'm sure. I'm sure. There was some kind of meteor shower going on, though. In the days between those, so it was just kind of like a, a hanger on. But well, the Persoid happened not that long ago, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, but stuff's happening, man. I don't know. Yeah, that was what it was. I think. Is this the precursor to your 2012 thing? <clears throat> oh, oh I mean, that's that's a <laughs> foregone conclusion. <laughs> it's, it's a foregone conclusion. What? I'm, get your fun in now, folks. <laughs> that's right. I can't wait till the January 1st, 2013. Yeah. I'm going to call up Paul and go, 
You so, yeah. suck, Mattingly. Unfortunately, my sentence goes through 2015, so I'm fucked. I'm a robot in jail. <laughs> Does that sound better? No. No, oh, come on! <laughs> your predictions and your voice are shit. <laughs> You're getting sued. <laughs> Any martini. And finally, Microsoft's Connect doesn't obviously need a controller. That's the whole point of the thing. Yeah. Still, a controller-free gaming experience is a hard idea to get your head around, which is perhaps explains why P- Peter Molyneux and Rare asked Microsoft to include one. Quote, uh. We were absolutely adamant that we needed a button, and Rare asked Microsoft to include one with the Kinect. Something with haptic feedback that would need to initiate an action. Rare's George Andreas told Edge Magazine. It took a long time, we threw some prototypes together, and then we saw you didn't need one. Then the other quote, we were very vocal to Kudu, uh, the, he's the Connect lead at the time, and Peter Molyneux was as well, that you need something in your hand. In the end, though, Connect ships without a controller, Andreas admitting that, quote, you end up falling back on the GameCad, GamePad control scheme. It's a crutch, really. It's like... It's like the Virtual Boy. Yeah, it's such. You end up falling back. I really don't think this shit's going to work at all. It's going to be... Bl- I think it's, I 3D think, and this shit are both going to be gone in five years. It's it's optional software that you don't need to enjoy your system. It's a expensive add-on in both cases. I point and, you to the Nintendo Power Glove. And I, the, only, <laughs> the only reviews that I have seen so far for games have been for the move. And, uh, of course, not always the best source, but from uh, X-Play on G4 and so far I think the best one's gotten three stars and it's been two and one since yeah so even even the games that are the initial release games for the move are like uh, these are not showing us anything different no and I'll give them that you know of course it's going to take a generation or so for stuff to get where it needs to be right but will enough homes have that in that time well it's just I just think it's pointless people don't want to move around they want to play games it's two different things you're trying to appease parents, and if pe- if kids figure out what's going on, that it's video games that are designed to make you move your butt mm-hmm. and act like you're doing something, ain't gonna sell a single video game ever with that nope. shit. And I think it, kids are gonna be like, "Fuck, right. my, my parents like when I do that." Well, let's face it. The, so far, the most promising things for Connect so far has been the dancing game. Yep. And the fitness game that's uh, fitness in your mouth. Booyah! <laughs> Uh, I think if Ubisoft that was the game, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Fitness in your mouth. So as a <laughs> from Connect as a tool, and this yeah, seems to be the consensus. With a third saying the uh, third most promising thing is connectimals. What yeah. with so, Skittles? Skittles so, the tiger. So these are toys and tools, basically, <laughs> and no real game. The dancing thing is kind of a game in a way. If you, it's kind of like Rock Band for dancing. So I don't mm-hmm. need this. This. Connect business. I don't need so it right now. far, never it's it. not really selling me. That's the reason I sold my Wii. I'm still watching the Move thing, but so far they haven't shown me anything that I'm all that interested in for Move. No. And uh, and let's face it, around the same time as when Civ Five comes out, and well, oh, that's, that's it. All, life is over. Yeah, that's all we'll be doing anyway. <laughs> so I uh, needed. Uh, although, if they release Civ Five for Connect, what? 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 How the hell would that work? I, I'm sure there's a way. Ugh. There's going to be a way. No. Which just leaves us to the big list. Big list! Yeah. Big list. Missed it. And it's not a big list, but one that I found eminently fascinating because I am such a rock band fanatic. Yes. So, the big list 
from uh, Rock Band Aid, the official news blog of Rock Band. Okay. okay. 15 things we learned at PAX t- Prime about Rock Band 3. Ooh. Interesting. If you're going to learn anything about your game, it's there when they're at the, hard, the hardest of the hardcore, the most dedicated people. Oh, yeah. Know what the fuck they're doing are there. So you want to know the ins and outs, what the differences are, the good stuff of Rock Band 3? Here you go. The first thing, the effects lever still works in Rock Band 3, and big rock endings are still included. Good. Rock Band 3 will include a greatly improved score detail screen with a score breakdown showing points accumulated via accuracy, streak, overdrive, solo, and sustain. It will also show how a single player did versus how the entire band performed. Huh. Well, that's good. I like the last part. That's the first part. I don't care. Rock Band 3 can prompt you to buy a song if you play a friend's playlist featuring songs you don't have. Huh? So if you're playing, on, if you're playing online and they've set up like Boo. a playlist of songs, it's like, you don't have the song. Do you want to buy it and play along or you want to go and do your own thing? Oh, boo. That's all right. Uh, that's fine. It makes boo. it easier. That's a money-making boo hiss. Well, yeah, of course it's a money-making boo hiss, but at the same time, if they set up a thing you can't play, it's nice that it tells you that. I guess, yeah. Boo. And, now, animation style, rock, goth, metal, etc., has been removed from Rock Band 3 and instead will be tied to the style of song being played instead of the character. Hmm. So if you set up a, like, a rock person, like rock gear, they move in rock moves, no matter what they do. Now it's all based in the song. I see. So their their physicality changes. Yes, their physicality. But not how they look and are dressed. That's right. Okay. So the physical of how they move is dependent on the song. I, that's good, because yeah. that, that, that was dumb. Yeah. I never liked that. I had to pick punk or heavy metal, because there's only two ways to move that looked halfway decent. <laughs> right. Not, not the goth. No, and then even no, and it didn't even work. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Rock Band Two will be exportable for all consoles. So okay, so all the songs of Rock Band Two imports. Oh, I got you. Oh, good, good, good. Interesting. DLC for pro guitar slash bass will be more expensive. So oh, that just so, makes sense. So the yeah. new tracks with the more information that is going to cost more, of course. There will be no super bundle. With game, keys, drum, and cymbals, and pro guitars. Good. Really? So that mo- that monster kit won't be available. That's good. That's gonna, that, that's GameStop saying, we don't have room in our back rooms for this shit. All right. Now, this one got me, and I'm glad this was announced because it's going to adjust some things for me. The Mustang Pro Guitar, that's the one with all the buttons on it, mm-hmm. can, can play normal DLC. The Squire Pro Guitar, the stringed one, cannot Oh, really? So the string guitar can only be used in pro with mode with shit. the DLC. Oh, you can, I think you can still use it for the other, but not DLC content. That's what I'm reading here. That's what I wanted. So chances are I'll end up getting both. <laughs> Rock Band 3 will have a modifier that will show you where to place your fingers on the neck of the pro guitar while playing. Oh, good. All right. Rock Band Network is coming for the Wii. However, it is not fully supported on the PS3 and the Wii. So, Rock Band Network, if you want to do this, the subgenre of all the music you can download, the ones created by the bands themselves, that is still an Xbox 360 fully supported thing. Good. The Fender Squire will not be available at launch and possibly not until 2011. Dun, dun. That's only a couple of months after release, though, so. It's not long. Rock Band 3 will have Facebook and Twitter integration, allowing you to share playlists, among other things. 
That's that. cool. I like that. Yes. And an in-game goal, not an Xbox achievement. What? Place replaces Bladder of Steel called Obsessive Compulsive and is unlocked by hitting every note in Rock Band 3. Oh, God. Yeah. That's mm. that's huge. That's rough. Now that's that, a Rick achievement right there. Now, that doesn't mean consecutively, right? That just means over time. I assume over every time because every single note hit. that's ever been hit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Shit on that. And Harmonix will consider upgrading existing TLC. To, uh, sorry, <laughs> TLC. They do everything with TLC, by the way. Just putting it out there. They will, consi- waterfalls. they will consider upgrading existing DLC to include Rock Band 3 features based on community feedback. So if you want Boston to have keyboard support and pro guitar support, you have to go to Harmonix and let them know. Oh, and we will. Yeah. In droves. Right. <laughs> and if you don't, then keep quiet. And finally, there are career paths. For all instruments, meaning bass really? now has its own career path in the game. Nice. Keyboard, That's guitar, good. drums. So, yes, four adventures included. Nice. And it's that is what a, we learned. It's not just the same adventure with different playlists, is it? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. All I know is they it's its own we'll ladder of... Of going for it. So that's it. That's the 15. I'm not allowed to play rock band since I raped one of the drum kits. Uh, I'm a robot in jail. You deserve to be in jail. What? That drum kit was asking for it? Yeah. You should have seen the symbols on there. Oh, man. This is one of those see-through drum kits? She was asking for it. They're all asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> what, you evil <laughs> bastard? Totally. <laughs> what was, was that Airplane from? Airplane 2. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't remember that one. You don't remember that one? <laughs> So there, airplane two. Don't uh, worry, your dad. Excuse me, sticking to it. Sex pervert. That's never. It's more lines from the movie. Although speaking of airplane two, featuring uh-huh. certain William Shatner, happy birthday, Star Trek. Star Trek is forty-four years old today. It's today, four today. Today, September eighth, nineteen sixty-six. Holy Hollywood is forty-seven smokes. years old. Forty-seven. Oh. That's something you should have led <laughs> that with. That would be funny, wouldn't it? Wow, huh? I didn't even know. Yes. How this all just escaped me? You are the the font. Well, you I just, are the nerd. I remembered, and now that it's well, you know, when we're recording this, and it'll still be the birthday when you guys hear this for the first time, September eighth, nineteen sixty six. Yeah, nice. we just just hit it, just, just now. Just hit it. A little Thanks bit ago. again, Gene, for all the great times. Yep. Yes, and screw you, Berman, for all, <laughs> for all that horrible shit. How dare you, Berman and Braga? You fucking fucks. <laughs> Fuck you. Ruined everything. I more blame Braga than Berman. Both of them can eat a balls. <laughs> what, not a bag of dicks this time? No, no, they can eat a chest of wieners and a box of dicks. <laughs> and pickle jar balls. Chest of wieners, box of dicks. Was it box of dicks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. chest of wieners, box of dicks. Of dicks. Uh, you are cordially invited to the chest of wieners, <laughs> box of dicks wedding. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. Oh. I'll do all their invitations for free. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go to the dinner. The yeah. rehearsal dinner. What are they serving? Huh? What are they serving? Beef links. <laughs> You're so happy with that one. I just chest a wiener's box of dicks. Chest a wiener's box of dicks. And that's uh, excuse all... me, Miss Chest a wiener's <laughs> box of dicks. I have a question. You see, she turns out to be a school teacher. Does she now? Yeah. 
That's hard to get a job in the school system oh, with a name gets, like that. She gets a hard job, all right. God, we need to end this now. <laughs> Don't let him go any further. Please. If you got something out there to say, write to us. Comments at uglycastro.com. Or just write a little oh, something in the comments section on our website. We love to read that stuff, and your yes. feedback is always appreciated. Hey, are you a fan of Robot in Jail? Let us know. He'll you, come back. You no, know you are. And if you, if, guys, if you, if you hate Robot in Jail, and let never us want know. to hear it again, you still do it. So, please, so go ahead. Please send fan mail about Robot in Jail because <laughs> Robot in Jail is my favorite thing I've done in a long time. And he needs to be here forever. I love it. He, I'm, I'm building up this this whole. We got Mumra, we got Nick and Durbs, I'm Smokeski, we got we got <laughs> Chester Wiener box of dick. Chester Wiener box of dick. It's not a character. It's not character yet, but we got <laughs> Robot in Jail. We got, we got Tiffany Lemon Squares. Tiffany Lemon Squares, who she's not gonna come X-13. back very often. She'll show up once in a while. X13. Hey, where's Jelly? Jelly Biglins, of course. Yeah, we're gonna have. Uh, a bunch of characters. We'll get enough until once we get enough characters for a full animated series, <laughs> then I'll be happy. Yes. Where, where, where are you getting the money for this animation? From the uh, Chester Wieners box of dicks grant. Really? Oh, they're the senators. Yeah, Senator box of dicks. Senator Chester Wieners box of dicks. The floor recognizes <laughs> box of dicks. <laughs> of course you do. Of course do. they do. <laughs> <laughs> I blocked that with parliamentary procedure. And the end of this cast. <laughs> that has been Geek Shock. I am Master Torgo. Dr. The famous Paul. And 80s Jeff. Wishing you a Chester Wieners box of dicks. See you next week. Oh, God. I'm a robot in jail. <laughs> I'm dropping your case.